Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast. And here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse. Hi, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, The Social Propertypreneur. Today, I've got an amazing guest, somebody who has been an influence in our business for the past 12 months and helped us grow and scale our business as well. And I'm hoping he's going to give you some top tips and enable you to do that today. So the person who we're going to be speaking to today is a best-selling author, he's a public speaker, a social media influencer, he's also been voted the best mortgage brokers of 2019, and he's also created a six-figure business in seven months thanks to social media. And that's something that I really want to share with you today. So welcome our interviewee, Mr. Gary Das. Yay! Me. <laughs> Hi Gary, you alright? Yeah, I'm good at you. Yeah, brilliant, thank you. So thank you for joining us today um, to share all your wealth of experience in social media. I shall try my best. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to give people a bit of background of kind of how you've scaled your business in such a short period of time from minimum to maximum by social media, if that's okay? Yeah, of course. Well, to give you a bit of history, I actually didn't use social media in 2015 and the years before that. I've been in business since 2006. And because of the credit crunch, I focused on life insurance, critical illness and income protection. And the way I grew that business to high six figures and a team of 12 was by buying my leads, names, numbers and clients. And at the peak in 2015, I was spending 20 grand a month buying these leads. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I built a monster of a business that just kept wanting feeding. Yeah. And it just, I grew a business that I hated in the end. But luckily, because we'd had a really good year and I'd made profit, I decided that it was a good time. My eldest daughter was starting school in the September. We wanted to move home. So I've been biding my time to get back to mortgages and having done that, you know, joined the industry in 2003 to do that. But in getting my own mortgage, because self-certified mortgage is gone, where you could sign a piece of paper and the bank would give you as much (laughs) as you wanted, um, you know, I found it an absolute nightmare. I had to spend hours ringing 180 lenders. I had to, you know, fight with them to get my mortgage offer. And long story short is I ended up downsizing the business and refocusing back on mortgages from 2016. But go on. I mean, active mortgages, obviously, you have got a real um, specialist niche. I mean, obviously, you help yep. us a lot in our business and it's grown a lot. For people, obviously, who are self-employed, a lot of people have this perception that they can't get a mortgage and obviously that's where I feel like you you've really kind of knocked down the barriers of that exactly and that's what I did in 2016 when I went through it myself in 2015 I thought Christ if I've been in the industry since 2003 and I found it this hard then for the you know for Joe public so to speak they're going to find it even worse Um, (laughs) so I made the made the decision to downsize and not do what I'd always done, which was buy leads, and actually just to focus on the word self-employed mortgage and just start using social media as a means to build, you know, a following, share videos, answer key questions, do what was being done in the fitness industry as far as I saw it with everybody just sharing themselves and content. And, you know, it's been four years now. And when I first started doing it, I was getting one or two leads a month. You know, now we generate over 100 leads a month just purely because of four years of consistent social media. And that's the thing for me that I, I try and get across to people, especially obviously when they come on our social media courses, is it is all about being consistent. Because if yeah. you're not being consistent, you're not visible 
And for a lot of people, that means you're potentially not trustworthy because you aren't being consistent and they're like, you know, is that really going to be a service that I want to work with? Is that something you feel as well or, or not? 100%. You know, minimum standards of performance as I classify it. And there's been points where, you know, I've done a hell of a lot more content and I've really gone all in on it and done a lot more. But then you kind of reach the point where actually it becomes a little bit less fun because you're yeah. trying to do it. So then, but then if you do too little, then it kind of has the adverse effect. So I think it's just important to know what you've got the time to do, what you can be consistent with. You know, one video a week, yeah. bearing in mind it's mortgages, you don't want to talk about it more than once a week. <laughs> but one video a week for four years has worked. And equally, having that thing of starting it, when I first started doing it in 2016, my Facebook page was Gary Das Mortgage Broker. Yeah. As the company then started to grow and I started to have team, it was like, well, hang on a minute. There's more than just me now <laughs> in rebuilding. I had to have then raise the profile of the company brand. As you said, Active is, is you know, is our company brand. And I've now got a team of six and they're, uh, they manage the leads and, or manage the leads and I generate them. So um, I meet a lot of people in property and their biggest obstacle is putting themselves out there. Now, I've explained I felt uncomfortable doing this when I first started. I didn't feel like, I felt a little bit like who was going to listen to me. I mean, and I didn't have all the professional background that you've got, obviously been in, in a broker for many years. What would you advise people who have this feeling? Because for me, you need to be on social media to grow and scale your business in this day and age. And if you're not, you're going to get left behind. What would you say to people who don't particularly want to put themselves out there? They don't want to change with the times. So there's three different ways in which people can absorb content and it's, you know, it's video, it's audio and it's written. Yeah. Video has been the one because you can create audio and written out of a video. Whereas if you do written, you can't create the other two yeah. without having to do it additionally. So video is the one, the most leverageable of your time, but two, it's, you know, everybody has fears. I didn't, I'd never done video. I've just seen people doing it. So the easiest thing was to have one of my teams stand behind the camera or the phone and almost just talk through it as if I was talking to them, ignoring the phone. Yeah. And then doing things like, you know, November 2016, I did 30 social media lives in 30 days as a means to get over the fear of pre-recording. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. Because when you make that commitment publicly as a declaration, you're more accountable to it. But three or two, sorry, can't eat, I'm a mortgage broker. I can't even do that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, two, when you make that declaration and you start to do it, as with everything, the first step is the more you do it, the less you get worried. You start doing them in your car, you're doing them in the gym, you don't care what you look like, you're not bothered about makeup, you know, you, you just actually start to just focus on creating content. And the big thing is, I think, when you, the reason why people are scared is because they're worried about how they're being perceived. But what they're not realizing is they're not thinking about the other person and how much they could help other people. Now the thing that keeps me going consistently when I wake up Sundays and go, I can't be bothered to do Instagram today, is knowing that I'm going to get one or two messages of people saying, thanks, that really helped me. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, obviously, me and my husband are in business together. He's got way more experience in the industry than I did. And I, felt, I did feel a fear of, well, who is going to listen to me? But the piece of information, well, piece of advice I got is, you're just starting on your journey, but you're a couple of months in, whereas there's someone who's literally just started today and doesn't have that knowledge. So you're always helping someone. There's no, someone's always newer into that niche than you are. 
and they're the people that you're helping to obviously and also inspire them that you know that you're not that far in front of that person so if you can do it they can do it as well I think that's really important I mean my content is to inspire people to get out there and do it I mean I've managed to do it in a short period of time on social media and obviously you've massively grown your business in seven months so what do you think the key things are in regards to do you do personal branding first or do you do business branding first or if you're just starting out kind of raising your profile do you do you do personal or business um so yeah 2016 i started out as gary das mortgage broker because people buy people and social media is a social media platform yeah uh, so as equally it's important to share stuff about you as well as stuff about what you do in the business that you do if people are interested in you, then the first question you generally ask, or one of the first questions you ask in the pub or when you meet someone new is, oh, what do you do? <laughs> you know, naturally, it naturally happens because <laughs> we spend nine till five or nine till 10 or 50 hours a week doing our jobs. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you can't help but ask, you know, what do you do? What's your interest? Do you play football? Do you do this, that and the other? So it happens exactly the same on social media. So I started, first of all, I started with the personal brand. Then I started to build my mortgage brand. Then the book came out. And then because of the personal brand side of things, mortgage advisors started asking me for help. Oh, brilliant. Um, That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the personal brand. So what I launched July last year was another company called Mortgage Pro. Yeah. Which is all focused on education, inspiration and motivation for the mortgage industry. And I'm building that as the number one community and training company for mortgage advisors in the UK. Uh, We launched the training as of March this year. That's where we've now built a a six-figure business off of the back of doing that in seven months. And that wouldn't have happened if I'd have just been pushing active mortgage because people are asking me personally for the business advice, for the social media advice, for how do I create videos. I've got 70 mentees in my online academy and I've only got three left who <laughs> haven't done the video. Wow. So, 67 said they couldn't do it and 67 are doing it. So the major thing is accountability. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you with that. I want to throw a curveball in now. So I've obviously been doing a bit of digging on you and this year you were interviewed in April. <laughs> you did a, a, You were profiled um, with... Um, a mortgage strategy business, I believe. And one of the quotes you put in there was, you have basically broken the mold and are a marketing-led brokerage that focuses on doing things differently. Now, in your niche, obviously that is very different. What was the trigger in your mind of, I need to do things differently to get my business where I need it to be? Yeah, it was was painful spending 20 grand a month feeding that monster in 2015 and feeling trapped in the business because as much as I had to put 20 grand into it, I had a team sitting in front of me that were managing the leads. And if I stopped topping up the bucket, then it was the whole thing of, you know, wages, lifestyle, my lifestyle, family. And it was a case of, it was like a monster. Yeah. And actually there was no control. And the reason why it was a monster is because the clients that we were getting, because they were bought through third party companies, we weren't, we weren't, dealing with people who we liked because it was any Tom, Dick or Harry that we were (laughs) buying in. So why is it always Tom, Dick and Harry as well? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to um, (laughs) rain back my laughter then. (laughs) So yeah, in 2016, it was just that case of, look, you know, I've got a niche, I've got personal experience, I've been through the pain, I can talk about that. 
I can solve, you know, theirs. And bearing in mind, I I hadn't done mortgages for nigh on seven years because I'd been focusing on life insurance, critical illness and income protection. I still knew about them. Not much has really changed in the industry as a broker, to be honest. You just have to learn which lenders are the right lenders for certain scenarios. But as with that, it was someone saying to me on the end of the phone, can I get a mortgage with one year's accounts? Can I, you know, let my existing property and buy a new one? Can I use my company profits to buy my next home? You know, I haven't got any cash. How can I do that? And I just started doing videos, answering the questions, one, two minutes. And it started to snowball from there. I mean, obviously, I'm in in the property world, as as are you. Um, I grew my, well, raised my profile quicker by engaging with groups. Is that something that you recommend people to do? 100%. Groups are the key, particularly any of the property groups. You can just go in and add value yeah, and actually just answer key questions. You know, we do a lot of our business because of a couple of property groups because I do videos in there and just answer questions. Someone posts something about a mortgage and I'll answer it on a video because nobody else will. Yeah. And then within Mortgage Pro, you know, how that all started was the 18th of July, 2018. I just started a Facebook group. That's now a thousand mortgage advisors in that free group. Oh, wow. Out of the back of that, you know, we've launched a podcast or I've launched a podcast. Um, I've launched the Academy. I'm now launching a mastermind next year for the higher level business owners. And they've all been as a result of having that Facebook community, on, you know, for the top of the tree, as it were. And you know, your social media, so when you first started, was the, did you have a, a plan of what you wanted to do or did you just wing it? Uh, winged it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned the hard way. I just saw what I saw was guys in the fitness industry because I'm quite into my fitness and into the gym, and I've always followed a lot of people in that space. I just saw them doing one, two minute videos answering questions. I was asking about fitness really in my own head, and I thought, well, yeah. no one else is doing that in the mortgage industry. So when my client asked me a question on the end of the phone, I ran into the other room, got my phone out, and just quickly <laughs> busted the quick answer and stuck it on Facebook and stuck it on YouTube and. The rest is history, shall we say. So for somebody starting out, because I, th- I do feel like people overcomplicate social media, i.e. they want a structure and a content plan and they want to outsource it all and they want to upload it all onto Hootsuite and pre-schedule it. To me, that is a lot of work when you've not got going. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I am starting to do them things. But when I first started, I completely winged it. What would your top five tips be to someone who's starting from scratch today in regards to types of content and platforms to use from a property perspective? So the first thing I think you should do is agree a routine that you can commit to. So I go to the gym at six o'clock. Well, summer months I'll do five o'clock, but winter (laughs) months I'll I'll turn to six now. Those cold winter mornings are horrible. Um, So you know, I'll go to the gym at six o'clock every morning because I know that I can get it done and nothing else is going to distract me from it. Yeah. But equally, I know that when I get home and I've had a shower and my breakfast, that at half past eight, I'm going to be doing a video or something on social media somewhere. Yeah. You know, and that's that commitment of just people actually get used to you going live at that time or putting your video out at that time as well. So whether you're a night owl or whether you're a morning person or whether lunchtime suits you best, just make the commitment and do it every day at the same time because it's much easier to stick to a routine. A second thing I think you should do would be to... Just observe questions that are being asked. You know, they call it crowdsourcing. Look at what's going on. There's a million and one questions constantly being asked in the property groups. 
just go and do, it. do a video or do a post and answer that key question. There's also the saying of creation of content is really hard, yeah. but documenting is really easy. So if you actually just talk about what you're doing, you know, I've sat at my desk before and I've looked through a set of bank statements <laughs> and there's been payments of 500 pound consistently in the bank. And I know that for some lenders, that is going to be an absolute nightmare. They're going to scrutinize it. Why is there consistent payments of 500 pounds going out? Yeah. So you just suddenly pick up your phone and you just go, da, 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 job done, two minute video. Or when you sit on hold for Halifax for half an hour and you're getting <laughs> bored and you get stressed out, why would anybody do this self when you can pay a broker to do it for you? You go on and you have a little bit of a rant about it and everybody knows that you're the one who's going to save them a shed load of time. So documenting is actually more often than not a lot easier than creating when you're starting out. I think that is important because I think people get too hung up on creating content and until you've been doing it that is a difficult thing to do so obviously for me I think people relate you build up the know like and trust quicker when you're documenting what you're doing because other people can relate to what you are doing in your niche yeah the successes and the failures sorry Gary um what about um social media platforms what's your go-to my favorite has always been Facebook um I'm getting more into LinkedIn now. I've just been given LinkedIn Live. So I'm going to start doing more content on LinkedIn, particularly as there's more mortgage advisors on there as well. It makes more logical sense for the other side of the brand. But I tend to use all of them. So I'll do a live at least once or twice a week. I'll definitely post every single day. I'll do Instagram stories, you know, five or six throughout the day whenever I feel like doing them, trying to share value. I always just go from a, a value perspective. One of the fears that people have is, you know, are they going to be ridiculed? Are they going to be trolled? I think as long as you're always constantly trying to help somebody else, how can somebody have a go at you for that? And being authentic, I think. Yeah, and I think that's where education is, you know, educating what something that you've just learned. Even if you're new, even if you've read a book, even if you've been on a course, even if you've heard something from somebody else, don't claim it to be your own, but just say, oh, I've just read this. And I thought it'd be really valuable to you on your property journey because it was eye-opening to me. Yeah. Yeah, to some people, they'll be like, yeah, I already knew that. But uh, like you said, to the people that are one or two steps behind, they'll lap that up and you'll be more of an expert to them than somebody who's doing 20 million pound a year in property because they're too far ahead. Yeah. They've forgotten about the little, little nitty gritty bolts. <laughs> So obviously, Gary, you've massively raised your profile in the last 12 months that I've known you. Um, What key things have you done to do that? Consistency is always number one. Constantly being in other groups where there's larger groups, things like this, having conversations on podcasts or talking to other people who are doing great things in property or social media, because, you know, that raises profile. Public speaking is another one that I've started to do in the last sort of 12 months, which I've Couldn't even do a networking event of 30 people four years ago. Crikey. Um, (laughs) There's there's always challenges. There's always difficulties. You just have to keep doing it. But equally, I've got a full-time videographer, a full-time person who repurposes my content everywhere. So I'm almost at the point now where I create and they repurpose and turn videos into 15 different assets that will get shared absolutely everywhere because then that becomes your best leverage of time. No, definitely. And I think that's one of the key things is why people need to be doing video because video, like you've just said, can be repurposed into 15 plus bits of content, like obviously audio, text, image, video snippets. And I think that is the best way to leverage your time. That's definitely something that we we do in our business. Definitely. Um, 
Well, thank you so much, Gary. It's been amazing to speak to you today. And before we go, would you want to tell people, because you're relaunching your book? You I am, it? yes. Yeah, so I bought out the Self-Employed Mortgage Guide in December 2017. It was more focused on my journey through buying my own personal property. But actually, from feedback from mortgage advisors, feedback from other people who have read it, we've changed the subtitle as rather than the key to buying your dream home, the key to buying any property. (laughs) Um, Because even though the fundamental principles that you have to go through around documentation, around credit reports, around setting yourself up, you know, it all applies. So the second edition is coming out with some new edits and updates in line with the audio book as well, which was the most painful seven hours that I've had to sit in a cardboard box. (laughs) But it is there and apparently it's quite good. I'm not sure I'll be listening to it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's obviously your voice then. (laughs) Yeah, 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 without a doubt. I think that's one of the most frustrating things about books, isn't it? When it's not the author who's read it. Oh, definitely. Especially if it's like some distorted American accent. I don't think there's anything worse. (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, that's going to be coming out hopefully by the end of the year. I'm just waiting for Amazon to pull their finger out and and get that done. But if you follow me on social, then you'll definitely be seeing us doing the launch for that with some nice giveaways as well, I'm sure. Probably going to be launching a property finance event next year to come out with that, which will have free tickets for it. Oh, wow. Amazing. Well, Gary, I'll post your link in obviously the podcast so if people want to get in touch with you. We also use Active Mortgages as our brokerage and they are fantastic. So if anyone's looking to, obviously, the self-employed need to get a mortgage, obviously, Gary's your guy. You've helped us tenfold over the last 12 months. Um, So, yeah. Thanks so much, Gary, and uh, we'll see you soon. Definitely, mate. Take care. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you.